Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. And we're in Nick's bedroom. Yeah. Recording. Sexy. Sexy. <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk about a certain series that has many iterations. It has an anime. It has a J-drama. It has a K-drama. And it has a Taiwanese drama. Lots of dramas. Yes. I mean, that that's pretty... I don't know. I think that's pretty common. I would say only for popular anime. Yeah. Popular, oh, and there's also a manga. Yeah, popular storylines get repeated in different languages with different actors to appeal to the audience. So. Uh, Hanakimi, Boys Over Flowers. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Only I would think that this is slightly less known than those, but somehow the, the story just really brings you in, so I think that's why there's so many different adaptations. Yeah. For uh, East Asian audience, anyway. Yes. And there's going to be some heavy topics we're going to discuss, too. Oh, boy! Buckle in! <laughs> Buckle in, hunties! Okay, so, what we are talking about today is a little show called Mischievous Kiss. The anime is called Itazura no Kiss, and the Korean drama is, like, Playful Kiss. It's all kiss. Something kiss. Yeah. And it's about a girl who's stupid as hell. Yeah. But she really, really likes this guy who is, one, very cold to her, two, very smart, three, attractive, Yeah. and four, they end up living together, both of their families, through circumstance. Yeah. That's the premise. <laughs> and, it's, and it's all kind of tied together with, like, I don't know, kind of themes of, of destiny. Yeah. Um, of shooting stars. Yeah, at least in the J-drama that we watched, it was... Well, that I watched, uh, and Emily watched, but Emily watched some other ones, too. Um, the newest one has the shooting star throughout. When big stuff happens and life-changing things happen, you see a shooting star. Yeah. Um, I've actually... I saw the anime when I was in high school, and I watched it every single episode in one day. And there are, I think, 20 to 30... 30 episodes of the anime, I'm not entirely sure, because this show starts when they're both in high school and ends after college. Yeah. So it spans, I would say, 10 years almost. Yeah. Everything is wrong about this show. I It has everything that I don't like. <laughs> and somehow, I have seen this fucking show as the anime, as the J-drama, as the K-drama and as the Taiwanese drama. I've literally sat there and watched it all. And I know what's gonna happen. And I sit there again, like, on the fucking edge of my seat. Like, oh, are they gonna get together? And, like, I care about these characters. Even though everything about it screams, Emily, no. <laughs> I don't understand. It's one of those things. I just like it. Even though I know I shouldn't. Yeah. And the reason I feel like I shouldn't is because the characters fucking suck. Yeah. Okay, so let, 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 let's talk about the characters then. So, the stupid girl who likes the main guy, but what she lacks in good looks or smarts, it, she makes up for in heart and, I yeah. would say, determination. Yeah. Um, and her name is Kotoko, so if we talk about that, her name is Kotoko. Kotoko um, Aihara. And her father is a professional Japanese chef, mm -hmm. and they, um, he is best friends with Naoki Iri's father, Yeah, and that's how they end up living together. So Kotoko and her dad's, like, place just 
ends up being destroyed in some way or another. So they end up at the Eerie household, and they just live together. Yeah. So the characters that I did like were uh, Eerie's mom. <laughs> Eerie's <laughs> mom is, like, in love with Kotoko and thinks she's the best. And, like, from, I think, like, a few days into living in their house, she's like, I want you to marry my son. I want you to be my actual daughter. Yeah, and she's very loving and... Um, something that's in the 2013 J-drama, which we watched, that isn't kind of in the other adaptations, is this scene where she's like, you know, even if I don't end up with your son, I will still think of you as my mom. And I was like, oh my god, that's really yeah. touching. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> that was a tear-jerking moment, know, right? definitely. There, this fucking show has tear-jerkers. I legitimately teared up in the last three episodes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Definitely. We we watched the whole series. We usually watch, like, five episodes, but, uh, no. Nope, no. I watched the whole thing this week. The <laughs> <Yeah>. whole thing. <laughs> okay, so, going on characters. Uh, Naoki Eerie, the smart, handsome guy, he's an a-hole. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like Naoki at all for a, uh, leading male character. No. And, in fact, the way that he treats Kotoko, I really don't like. No, he's really mean to her. <laughs> yeah, so, now, I guess... Wow, only five minutes in. We're going to start the heavy topic. Uh, well, well, let's let's uh, talk about the other characters before okay. we go into okay. the heavy topics. Okay, okay. Uh, we don't like Naoki. Anyways, other characters. Her friends, uh, Satomi and Jinko. Jinko is a fat character um, in pretty much every adaptation except this current J-drama. She's huh. not really fat. No, she's not In fat the at anime, all. she is short and fat, and they never really make a big deal out of it. She just is. That's cool. And that's one of the things I really liked. It's like just a fat character just hanging out being there. And in the Korean version, she's fat too. Oh. She's just a fat actress just there. But in the Japanese version, they cast a girl with like a round face, but she's thin. Yeah, she she's definitely not what I would consider fat. And then they made a couple of lines about, oh, you're gaining weight. And she's like, oh, no. And I'm like, really, y'all? Yeah. No, they say that to each other all the time. And I was just like, okay, casual body shaming. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and then, um, they have a male friend named, uh, they call Kinosuke. him- Yeah, Kinosuke. And they call him Kinchan. And he is good at cooking, but not much else. Um, he's yeah. kind of, he, he has like a mullet thing. He, he's like the greaser look, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, definitely. And, um, he has two friends, but they leave pretty early. Yeah. So it's mainly Kotoko, Satomi, Jinko, and Kinchan. And they're all like in this high school clique, I guess. And yeah. they, they all stay friends throughout the whole series. Yeah, and then a character who comes in about halfway through and stays for the rest is Matsumoto. Now he plays tennis, and Matsumoto played tennis with him in high school, even though um, Kotoko didn't know about Matsumoto's existence until mm -hmm. um, in college, but they had known each other since high school. Yeah. And then there's also Naoki's brother, Yuki. Who is a little brat. He's a little shit. Yeah, and Naoki's dad, who is also a fat character. Yes. He looks, he reminds me of the fat Buddha babies. Yes. <laughs> His character in general is, I, I feel like he's reserved, like he doesn't say everything that he thinks, yeah. um, but he's not mean-spirited. No, um, Naoki's parents call each other mom and dad. Oh, that's cute. I didn't and, notice that. Because I know the little Japanese. <laughs> I don't <laughs> but, really. <laughs> um, so the mom and, Naoki's mother and father call each other mom and dad, and then they call the two boys brother. I don't know, they're just like, mama, papa, 
and they're they're like hearts. Yeah. <laughs> they they really love each other, which is nice. Yes. The mother, we like she's a little schemy. She is a little schemy. Like, um, Naoki is extremely intelligent and I mean you can tell that from his dad because his dad owns a big company. But his mom is really shrewd too. Yeah. And you don't really you get thrown off because she's so happy go lucky, like house housewife, like uh-huh. ah, like really happy about everything. Uh-huh. But she is like a little dastardly sometimes. Yeah. But in a cute way. In a cute way. Uh, and she has a long lens camera, and they're always like, how did you get this photo? And she's like, <laughs> ho, 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 I don't know. She she says, like, who owns the inf- whoever owns the information owns the world every yeah. single time. <laughs> they're like, how did you how did you even know about this? And she's like, information is power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so those are the main players of this anime. Give or take a few ones that only appear for a couple episodes. Yeah, it's, it's mostly the characters we mentioned. Okay, let's let's get into these topics that we're uh, gonna discuss. <laughs> All right, topic number one. I guess we'll just dive in. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, no. Let, let, let's not dive in yet. Let's talk about uh, Naoki's relationship with his parents and how maybe he came to be the way that he is. So. He's very cold. He doesn't ever show anyone what he's thinking or his emotions, and his parents are very. They're very loving, very outwardly loving. Yeah. But they seem to have planned out his whole life for him and have sheltered him. And he knows that. And I, th- I think, yeah, because I mean, you, you, you look at the show and you're like, he has these two amazing loving parents. How did he end up this way? How did he end up so cold and mean spirited? Um, and I think you're right. I think he realized because he is so, so intelligent. Like they make a point that he has a really, really high IQ and that whatever he reads, he remembers. So obviously he's figured out a few things that, yes, his parents are sheltering him. His parents have kind of, they they kind of suggest to him the way that they want him to live his life and kind of subtly disapprove of everything else that he doesn't, that, mm-hmm. that doesn't fit in with their plans. And his mom can be pushy. Yes, definitely. Just, she tries to push Kotoko on him, yeah. which of course Kotoko wants, but... It seems like whatever his parents want him, he wants the exact opposite. Yeah, it's one of those, definitely. Um, I also think that just in general, I don't know if if this has like any scientific backing, but I'm pretty sure that the higher your IQ is, the more both depressed you are and the most uh, more prone to depression you are and more prone to sociopathic tendencies. Yeah. And I think that I'm not calling him a sociopath, but I think he, that he does have sociopathic tendencies because he is so smart that he sometimes has a little regard for human life, I think. <laughs> what? Yeah. I really do think so. I, I feel like he doesn't care about people's feelings. Right. Which is why it was a surprise to me when, spoiler Later on in the show, he decides he wants to be a doctor. Yeah. And I was like, that's great because, I mean, you could definitely memorize all that medical knowledge, but you have to have a bedside presence. And mm-hmm. I feel like that that portion of his character really didn't emerge till much later in the show. Right. And there's a sequel series um, where it's like halfway through college where they're in graduate school. Yeah. And, spoiler alert, they get married. Kotoko yeah. and uh, Naoki get married. Yeah. I'll briefly talk about that after we talk about this. But um Kotoko has the bedside manner. She she's like a nurse, even though she's horrible. She's like so accident prone and stupid. Yeah. But um she she has the she has the bedside manner. He has the smarts. Yeah. It seems like they're a good team. 
you know? Yeah. I think that's what they're going for, but I would not want him as a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. Uh, okay. though, though in this J-drama, they go out of their way to show that he's kind to children. Yes, yeah, he definitely is. He's not mean, really, to And children. he really loves his younger brother. Yes, he does. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the relationship between Naoki and Kotoko. Okay. Uh, if you are triggered by talk of abuse, emotional or otherwise, you should turn off the podcast now and come back probably in 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay? Um, I I really thought, you know, as I was watching this, especially towards the end, especially when he finally confesses to go to go that he like that. Not he doesn't even really do that though. No, he it's so okay. He, no, he he literally says this when he is quote unquote confessing. Never say that you like someone else. Like he owns her. That fucked me up. I was like, on one hand, I'm glad that you're finally admitting to yourself that you like this person, but on the other hand, you don't own her. Right. Even though you act like it all the time. Even okay, so even when they're married, like he never really says. I love you to her until, like, the very, very end. Yeah. He's just so guarded. And I'm just like, why are you so... You're married! Stop! Yeah. (laughs) And he's, like, mean to her after they get married. Yeah. Uh, That blows my fucking mind. Yeah. I I just feel like he he has little patience for her because... She is kind of slow and, you know, he can't, he can't handle that. He has no empathy for that. Yeah, he's never had to deal with a stupid person before, I guess. I mean, he, he, he's, he, he does not understand what it's like to not understand something. Yeah. So he has zero empathy for her when she can't understand something or when she jumps to conclusions about things because he doesn't express himself in any healthy ways. No. And, ugh. Oh, it's just so frustrating because you see them and you can see glimmers of him like, oh, you can kind of tell that he likes her, but it's just like, then just say that, just say that. And and it's just like, he, he won't tell her things and then miscommunications will cause stuff. And it's like, he has truly hurt her multiple times in just the first season, humiliated her in front of people. Yeah. Just gaslighted her. Yep. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And then, like, halfway through this, she's like, I'm giving up on him. I don't want to like him anymore. She does that twice. She does it twice. And the only thing that makes him finally break down and tell her that he likes her is her saying that she's going to marry Kinchan. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to marry him. And then he fucking blows up. But... I don't think he would have done it before then. No, he he had planned on marrying another character uh, for uh, for a merger for his father's company, an arranged marriage. Yeah, like he they had already done the engagement ceremony, and he was like ready to go yeah. with that. Not really happy about it, but ready to go. Yeah. And the only thing that stopped him was Kotoko saying that she was going to marry someone else. Like, what the fuck did he think was going to happen? He was going to get married yeah. to that girl, and he just thought Kotoko was going to wait in the fucking sidelines for him forever? Yeah, I don't... I don't, I don't understand know. that. And also, from the very beginning of the relationship, it, it, just, it just went like this. It would be like, mean to you, mean to you, mean to you, her being resilient and 
going through it and still trying to care about him. He shows like the tiniest bit of affection. She latches onto it and then he fucking emotionally her. abuses her again and she just keeps coming back and back because that is what emotional abusers do they give you a little bit of love and affection and then they shit on you forever and then you're waiting for that love and affection again and they finally give you a little bit and then they just shit on you again over and over and over it's a repetitive cycle and that is why i don't really like this storyline because it's i think it's telling you know people who are watching this especially young girls that that's okay <sighs> yes and no this is the reason why I was like, I shouldn't like this. This is fucked up. But I can remove myself from this and be like, this is fake. This is a fiction. This is, you know. And I think that's how I can enjoy it more. I don't know. I I think at your age you're able to remove yourself from that. But, like, I, I can imagine myself, and I know that I probably watched stuff like this when I was a teenager, but, like, you can't. You put yourself in her position, and you think, oh, in the end, if I'm just persistent and I write out all this shit this person is giving me, they're eventually going to like me. Yeah. But then, like you said, even after they get married, he continues to do that because he, himself as a person, he did not change. He did no, not change. The, the one thing that makes him change is when they um, have a daughter. That's when he finally changes. That's ridiculous. I know, isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, okay. <sighs> okay. <laughs> let's, uh, now let's talk about the relationship between Kinchen and Kotoko. Okay, so I'm not gonna play the side that her, her best friend who's in love with her is in the right, because he isn't. No. There's positives and negatives to this relationship. He is very forthright. He, he's the opposite of Naoki. He's like, I love you, I want to be with you, I think you're the greatest. Very emotional. Very emotional. Very stupid. Very <laughs> <laughs> He's also very supportive, too. Yes. He is a good friend. Yes. However, what I don't like about Kinchan is that there's, sometimes it's more obvious than other times, but there's always this thread of eventually she's going to come around and all of the stuff will have paid off so that we can be in a relationship together. It just feels like Everything was given with a grain of salt. Like, yeah. eventually, you're going to be mine. He's like, I will wait for you forever. Yeah. And um, even after she gets married, he's still in love with her. Yeah. And, I mean, that's manipulative on another level, too. Because she really wants to just be his friend. Like, his best friend. And he can't accept that. And even, af even after she tells him over and over that we should just be friends... She did tell him that, like, yeah. three times. He's still like, I love you. I can't just be your friend. Yes. That sucks. Yes. As women, we're taught that you should give this guy a chance. Why won't you give him a chance? But when we get rejected, it's like, oh, it's my fault. <laughs> this fake friend zone shit. I feel like Kinchan never go is never resentful to Kotoko when she doesn't return his feelings. He's just sad. I, th I think he's a little resentful at the very end when he is trying to get... He basically proposes to her and is asking for an answer, and she says she can't, and then he gets angry. Yeah. For a little bit, and then he gets really sad and leaves her alone. But still, like, I I don't know. He has his faults, too, but overall he was very supportive when, he, when yes. she needed him to be. I feel like, yes, he was a good friend to her. Yeah. Romantic stuff aside, I feel like he was the one person 
who told her that she could do whatever she wanted. Yeah. He was like, you're not stupid. We have other talents. Mm -hmm. And uh, when Eerie really hurts her, he's there for her. And he's not like, oh, come to me, you know, romantic. He's there for literally for her to cry on his shoulder. Yep. And he doesn't expect anything in return. No, he doesn't. No. So that's good. But... (sighs) Towards the end, it gets a little sour, but... Well, I mean, it's like this give and pull, and... Yeah. By the end of it, I'm... (sighs) I can understand why he'd be mad, because this is, like, literally, like, the third time she said she was giving up on him. Yeah. Well, he hurt her over and over yeah. again. So. Like, really deeply yeah. scarred her. <laughs> yeah. But, Fun times. And, and even after they get married, he's still like, oh, I still love her. But he, he like, understands that they're not going to be together. Yeah. But he still has feelings for her. And, um... In the second series, there's a a British character that comes, who's a foreign exchange student, and she's, like, totally in love with him. And um, he's, like, very apprehensive. He's like, no, I can't do that uh, to Kotoko. And, like, like, all this would be for naught. Like, I can't just give it up. Yeah. And she was like, that's bullshit. (laughs) And they eventually get together and get married. Cute. Yeah. She knits him a really ugly sweater. Yeah. <laughs> I I actually think that Kinchan at the beginning, not at the end when they were when him and Kotoko started like dating kind uh-huh. of. But before that, I think he really did truly love her because there were a few points where, you know, um Kotoko's friends would be like, Oh yeah, just swoop in there when she's really hurt and he was like, No, I don't care. I just want her to be happy. Yeah. I just want her to smile again. And so he wasn't trying to insert himself when she was really hurt. He just wanted her to, you know, get over him and be happy and not be sad. He didn't care who she loved anymore at that moment. Yeah, and um there was certain times where Naoki's father was ill and they're like, oh, you should use this time to get close to Kotoko. And he's like, no, that wouldn't be right. Yeah. So. I think that Kinchan has a high morality. Yeah. So how would you rate this show 1 to 5? I would rate this show... It's gonna suck you the fuck in, okay? No matter what rating I give it, if you watch it... You are hooked. I, 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 I can, like, ream up and down about... or Yeah, I can rant up and down about how I don't like their relationship, but it sucks you in. And you watch till the very end. I finished it in a week, okay? And I have a busy schedule. So <laughs> I, I would give this, reflecting back on it, like a three. Me too. And when we say you're gonna get sucked, I mean... It is almost impossible to watch one episode. Yeah. And these are a solid hour long. Yes. Uh, oh, and they're, they're, both seasons are on Netflix, so get them while they're there. Yeah, if you're curious, watch it. Um, I will say there was a slight issue with the subtitles. Yeah. Where, 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 okay, you'd watch it through, and it would say one thing, and then you'd have, like, a recap at the beginning of the next episode, and it would sound different, because they would be saying something different in the subtitles, and I was like, what is the truth? <laughs> right. Oh, and a little note, in the second series, when they're married, she still says Irikun, um, and the subtitles will just say Naoki. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's not what she said. That's not what she said. <laughs> and uh, 
<laughs> the cat just sneezed. The cat just sneezed, yeah. And, um... When when the mom and dad are like, Mama, Papa, they'll say Ms. Eerie or Darling or something like that. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I, I know what Okos, like, o- Okosan means. Like, Yeah. Well, I don't, but. <laughs> I know what, it's not Okosan, it's something else. I know what it means, y'all. I mean, but that stuff goes beyond names, too. Like, sometimes it would be, like, completely different phrasings of sentences, and I was like, okay, that makes more sense in context. Yeah. I wish you would have put that original I wish you would have put that subtitle translation yeah. in the original I wonder thing. who does their subtitles. I We could probably figure it out, but uh, honestly, whatever. <laughs> Just a warning. Yeah. I, I always take subtitles with a grain of salt. Yeah. They do the best they can. They try. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. You can find us on any podcasting app, um, Apple, Stitcher, uh, you know. Pocket Cast. Yeah, that's a good one. Podbean. <laughs> I was trying to remember Podbean. <laughs> um, you can find us on Tumblr at soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, send us an email, soulmatespodcast.gmail.com. Bye. Bye.